This is the Bear Country Outdoors Barely a Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Joyce, and with me is James Forslund and Chris Cantrell. Thanks for joining. All right, well, welcome back. We are downstairs again, and we got a new scenery for you guys, and I think it looks pretty good, I have to say. Yeah. We got the... The antelope. What it, tell us what we got going on here, Chris. Yeah, is before we get before is, we get started, go for it. Yeah, is yeah, it it's in all frame. in frame, I think. Yes. Uh, so, on the uh, I guess over my left shoulder would be an eland. It's a Cape eland. Massive. Uh, it's African animal. Yeah, correct. it's from Africa. It's the world's largest antelope. And then uh, it's a it's a it's a tri mount with a bushbuck in the middle and a kudu on the other side. Nice. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty cool mount. We got, we got some deer. We got some deers over cat. here. Yeah. Some nice mule deer from, I'm assuming, Montana, maybe Washington. I don't know. Uh, one is Montana. One is Washington. Or two are Washington. Excuse me. The, the, don't get all choked up. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> top, is, top is Washington. And if you're following my hand down like a triangle to the left, my left. Uh, that is a Washington buck, which has a super cool rack because it's almost like bur- his one of his antlers is like burned off. That's cool. And then the buck on the right is one I shot in Montana with my uh pistol, my 45 cal pistol. No way, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a good story for another hammer podcast. Down. Yeah, yeah, we'll have yeah. to do a mule deer podcast. I got this lovely armadillo, on and then the an armadillo here. I shot on my buddy's ranch in Texas. And I was super excited to eat it. And then he told me that they are the number one carrier of leprosy. <laughs> Fun fact for the day. So I did not. Fun fact. So you did not eat it. I did not. He goes, don't even touch it. And I was like, well, well I shot it. I got to mount it. So, <laughs> And that was quite possibly one of the most expensive mounts. <laughs> really? It cost a fortune. I was shocked how much the guy charged me. Well, and it's, it's, uh, it's not even mounted. It's just freeze dried. Really? Yeah. Like the guts are in it and everything. Pick it up. Feel it. Touch it. It's heavy. <laughs> Touch it, Doug. It's, oh, man. It's heavy. <laughs> Gentle, Doug. Gentle. Jeez. Jeez, that was so, an expensive yeah, mount, Doug. It's <laughs> awful rough. Awful yeah. rough on it. Yeah. So, so anyway, yeah. we'll get back on track here. So we're going to talk about some season prep. So spring season's here. It's in full-blown going. The guys are getting ready to go bear hunting this spring. Mm-hmm. Chris is headed to Alberta, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And Jim's heading over to Montana after the fact. Yep. No, I'm going before Chris. Oh, you're going before Chris? Yes. I'm leaving in two weeks. And then oh, okay. as soon as I get back, Chris is leaving for Alberta. Yeah. So. Okay. I had my facts wrong. Back to so. back. Just cross the wires there. Canceled. Yeah. Canceled. <laughs> Canceled culture. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm super excited. I'm, I'm super jazzed. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So what are you guys doing to get yourselves ready? You start first. Well, I'm drinking light beer right now. So, <laughs> you know, first IPA. things first. Got to watch that. Watch, watch the calories. figure. Watch the figure there. Uh, this this hunt is very. So I'm I'm not a uh, I'm typically not like a guided hunt kind of guy, mm-hmm. right? So this is like yeah. gonna be fairly easy, and you're not gonna be trying to kill yourself. Basically, no. Compared to a lot of the hunts that I typically do, because a lot of the hunts that I do are like. Like, like last year, yeah, two demanding. people almost died, like literally. <laughs> so I think that uh, usually, like right now, I'm not a morning person at all. I force myself to get up in the morning at 5 to come down here and work out. Uh, I think to like the physical training is probably 
when you, for me, couple the physical training first thing in the morning, uh, because I don't like getting up in the morning, and then you make yourself start lifting heavy weights, and doing cardio, which mm-hmm. is not my most favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of gets like gets you tougher mentally, prepares you for like. Yeah, I mean, we're still staying in like. There's going to be their their wall tents or whatever, but I mean, it's going to be pretty nice accommodations. It's not going to be terrible, right. but like we're going to have to. It's we're going to stay up late and we're going to have to get up early and and you know there's going to be. You know, times where like you got to sit there, and there's going to be slow times where you, you know, hey, you got to, you're going to be sleeping in a blind probably a lot. Yeah, like don't don't <laughs> fall asleep. You know, if the bears come in, type yeah. of deal. So, um, but usually how I start any season prep, uh, if you guys could imagine, over directly over my back is um, uh, outside where we were just shooting uh, some trad bows. All three of us were just shooting some recurves, and I've been practicing with mine uh with my opposite hand because of a surgery but uh that's super hard it's really really hard and that i'm not still kind of on the and i'm still i'm on the fence like i'm like yeah it's not <laughs> it's not super great and i was looking at the pictures like of these giant seven foot bears like draped over yeah. these four wheelers i'm like oh, i don't know if i should right yeah so i'm not i'm not you really need to go something that's gonna pack a punch. I wouldn't do it unless I was completely confident. Yeah, so yeah, I got this, the. I got this is definitely not some like oh, I'm just gonna try yeah, this on a whim type no. of deal. You and, know, you might. <laughs> and I've been, might regret that decision. I've been yeah. putting arrows down range every day, right? So mm-hmm. every day, even if it's just a couple, you know, five or six arrows, I'm coming yeah. down and I'm shooting every single day, and uh, just always being a right-handed shooter, and then all of a sudden trying to switch. From right to left and with a trad bow it's just you know yeah i mean I, i'm on target but it's not super i think consistent. honestly if you're gonna do it you gotta do something like what um clay did and shoot them at like 10 feet yeah yeah it'd have to be it have to be awful close yeah, right. yeah. either so, something on the ground or a really yeah. close tree you stand should, you should just bring it and then if like the situation <clears throat> is like oh you're gonna only have a, a five yard shot right then be like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll do that. But well, if just, not, just make yeah. I would Nitro Express. Don't just <laughs> don't just do it to do it. Make sure no, you're confident. No, with I, your right. shooting. I'm sure I'll probably bring it. And I and honestly, like I overpack for everything. So like we're earlier. <laughs> uh, actually, James brought his yeah. dad over. Yeah, and he's like, hey, uh, he's talking about an old 303 British. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I got an old gun. Uh, that was my uh, my grandfather-in-law, I guess he would be. So my brother-in-law Grant, his his grandpa, uh, was in the war and had this sweet rifle that he converted and uh, sporterized it. I was like, man, it would, and it's like got the cool like old green army patina and everything. And I was like, it'd be cool to bring that. So I might bring that. I'm definitely going to bring the 470 Nitro Express. Yep. And then I might bring that old gun too and shoot up because I'm going to shoot two bears, at least hopefully, like on wood. I get the opportunity. So maybe I'll shoot one with that and one with the other yeah. gun. No, I think that's a great and idea. And what's the other one? What caliber? It's a Ot 6. It's a Ot 6. Yeah. It's, nice. It's got a history, man. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's, it's super cool. It's, to it's, yeah. it's like, it's badass. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, my dad was talking to me today about that 303 British. He's like, I want you to get a scope on it, and I want you to kill something with that gun. And he was like, well, maybe 
you know, maybe I'll kill something with it. I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Daddy's like, I would love to kill something with that three. He's like obsessed my, with wanting to shoot that. My dad's got a great story about a 303 British. Yeah. So well, it's, it's about a bear too. Oh, really? Yeah. We'll, we'll let him tell it though. Yeah. Well, uh, we can do a 303 British horror oh, story. My go. dad's got a pretty good Well, one the funny thing is, is about that gun is it would shoot like two feet high and like a foot left. Right. Yeah, that's pretty much what this you one know, is. Yeah, this so one should maybe it was high. the same gun. It could be the same gun. Dude, I'm a, we're going to have to find out if that's the same gun. Did your dad like borrow it or something? I don't remember what it was, oh, but man, his, partner, his partner that he was working Wouldn't with, that, was, funny? Was, that he was hunting with, he was using it. Oh, and, my God. And he shot a bear with it. And I'll just have to, you'll have to, we'll have to let him tell the story. It's yeah. way better. That's hilarious. But yeah, you should definitely bring. I it. should have pulled that other gun out to for show and tell. Mm-hmm. The old thirty out six. Yeah. Stand by. It's it's in the yeah. Stand by. Well, we'll we'll keep it rolling here. Stand by. So Doug, why don't why don't you jump into like what you're doing or what you usually do to get ready for like okay. archery season and stuff like that. So, speaking of that, I actually just started shooting again after you know. The winter time mm-hmm. and kind of a fair weather shooter when it comes to <laughs> you know <laughs> shooting archery yeah. if you guys know what i mean right unless um, you have a nice covered area it's hard to do it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. right plus you know you get off of work and it's already dark yep you know you, you can't really shoot archery in the dark no <laughs> makes it kind of hard but yeah i just started shooting um i actually got another different trigger that i wanted to try and i got a thumb button Oh, okay. And uh, So, different kind of release? Yeah, pretty much. I started off with the old, you know, um, wrist strap that mm-hmm. had the trigger. And I really liked it, you know, but I was kind of curious on the other stuff. But I just, at, when I first got into it, it was like I, didn't, I wanted to stay to one thing. And then, come to find out after that first year, I was kind of not really anchoring properly. And once I kind of got that down, I kind of, this last year, I decided to switch to a different style release. And instead of a thumb button, I bought a a hinge release. Okay. Which, if you know what that means. I know what it means. So basically, instead of um, a button for your thumb, it's basically all off of the hinge in the actual release. So basically, you're using these as like a squeeze. Mm Mm-hmm. And when you get to a point that hinges, it releases, you know, it kind of helps you with your trigger punching. Hmm. Um, and I've noticed, and I was really curious on this new one that, um, B3 archery came out with and it's called the exit hunter. It actually comes with a wrist strap attached to it, but it's a thumb button release. And I really like the hook style releases. I don't like the, the um the releases that like have the little pinch, the little pinch, pinch things yeah because yeah. i feel like with that hook it absolutely once you release or whatever how it works is it completely opens up and it's completely free to the yeah the d loop so there's right. no obstruction it's fast right it's not because i've seen a lot of people's d loops get destroyed from those those pincher ones mm-hmm just because they kind of grab it on cuts, a bit. it cuts onto it a little bit as it lets go because it's not yeah so and it has like all smooth edges on the hook so it's not doesn't destroy your d loop i've never had a d loop like break or start ripping on me 
and my hunting bow was set up to 80 pounds but that's hot yeah that's Jeez, yeah dunk. there's a lot behind it but that's a lot of weight so yeah i started shooting with that new release and i think i found the one i want to shoot with and it's super easy it's pretty easy to learn how to do it i was a little worried at first I would you know because be. you know using a new release is always kind of scary mm-hmm. how far out from your first hunt are you uh, i don't know probably august so we got time so right now yeah and i was thinking about actually because i actually build my own arrows so i was actually thinking about building a, a new one because serious archery comes out with a lot of badass are shit. you going to think about trying to shoot a bear with a bow this year of course okay i would put a hammer down on a bear with my bow i have a setup ready for a bear yeah i have the arrow already <clears throat> built ready to go with my hunt i already have a hunting setup i was just thinking about possibly doing another different arrow because it came out with a new one that is lighter than the ones that I have. Mm -hmm. And if you can have the same durability and strength, but a little bit lighter grains per inch, you can get more FOC and you can get a faster arrow. Hmm. And that FOC, once you get to 20%, that's when you really start getting that full penetration type. Yeah, there's all that deal. energy behind <clears throat> it. And it's got a lot of... <clears throat> yeah, let's just say that that doe that i shot out there with that big ass arrow that i have it went right through i think the back rib mm -hmm. and it went out the front left scapula went right through it zip yeah didn't even bust it just went right through it hmm. that's it like cool. pulled it out and the see it scapula especially had. for elk like elk and bear too because bears yeah. have heavy bones yeah. I feel like you have to have a heavy penetrating arrow. And I think also with bear, because of their hide, I actually am going to use just a little bit bigger broadhead. Mm -hmm. I have those annihilators, and I think the XL. Gosh. The You're using annihilators? Yeah. Why? Oh, just no reason. <laughs> it's cool you do, you Doug. No, I've, I think they're <laughs> they're probably fine. They're just their cutting diameter is so small as far as like... It just doesn't seem like a giant hole. I would say definitely for bear, I wouldn't want to use them. Mm. I'd want to use a bigger, thicker, like but, either a two blade or a huge, heavy three blade. But the blade. thing with the annihilators is just it's designed differently than a two blade that's just going to cut. Yeah. Annihilator is designed to punch a hole mm -hmm. through something. <laughs> the last two deer that I shot with those annihilators... They had basically sucking wounds, and they were literally dead within <clears throat> 50 yards. Yeah. I mean, the one that I shot the year before, I hit it high. I think I hit it, like, clipped a lung. Mm -hmm. So it took a little bit, but with it going all the way through it yeah, and just completely blowing a hole through it is like it had no chance. Yeah. And, I mean, yes, I would like to see maybe a bigger broadhead that was built like that. Maybe if they did a little bit bigger, but like just a bigger diameter. But the thing about the annihilators is the bigger they get, the louder they are when they the fly, air, when they fly, mm -hmm. like there's a big difference that you notice in the smaller ones, the regular size ones compared to the XL size ones. Yeah. I don't think that matters. That but much, with a though. bear, I don't think 
it's going to matter. That's why I'm saying. Yeah. And they, so you can get the same like weight, but one's just a little bit bigger cutting diameter than mm-hmm. the other one. And they actually fly pretty similar. So are you shooting 125s? Yeah. Do they make a 150? They do, yeah. But I've built everything with a really heavy insert. Yeah, yeah. So everything is set to have a 125 screwed mm-hmm. into it. That's just how I have it set up right now. I could do it to where I put 150s, and I could have an even heavier <laughs> era. I'd be yeah. like over 700. For shooting one of those big big neck looking animals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that those guys at Sirius, they went to Africa, and they built like a 1,100 grain arrow for like water buffalo oh dude i think Can you <laughs> imagine shooting a, like a cape buffalo or water buffalo with an arrow Maybe i think if the, he had yeah. a he had an 80 pound draw bow with mm-hmm. 1100 pound it was like 1150 grains in an arrow i don't know i've seen a lot of guys shoot i, I don't know like there's been a million cape buffalo shot and like you see the guys that gets the shit stomped out of them and die right after they shoot it with like yeah. a 470 nitro express and then you see guys with arrows that shoot it and then the, it falls over dead but it's i don't know there's like i said there's been probably like millions of them shot and i've seen guys just absolutely freaking hammer them with like big bore rifles and these <laughs> things it's like just take it just take it just yeah. soak it up man mm-hmm. and like there was one guy I mean, shot placement is a real thing. Oh, there was a guy you shot. It, you know, he shot yeah. it with a three seventy five H and H, poked a hole through the heart, and it went like, I mean, like forever. Like, I mean, it was like that's so many animals are weird like that. You can shoot. I've had countless stories of Uncle Vern's told a story about he shot a buck right through the heart, and the thing ran like three hundred yards mm-hmm. before yeah. it died. It's the will of the animal, I guess. Some animals wild. just die right away. Yeah, no, those, those Cape Buffalo are freaking tough animals, yeah. dude. Everything in Africa is tougher. Oh, yeah. It's 100%. like, I mean, like I shot a couple things. Where I was like, that was back home. That second thing would have just fell over and been dead already. Like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like I shot one with my ultra mag and it went back to eating. What? Like feeding sword to gun. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That gems back, gems buck over in the corner. Really? Boom. The, just soaked it up. The swirly horn thing. Uh, the big the straight spiral. No, not spiral. The little stack one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like a, one of those those suckers you used to get when you were a kid. Yeah, the little twirly. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Jim, that's a weird hey, place. I know. Just like about, yeah. looking at its horns, I'm like, yeah. hey, if that was rainbow colored, that'd be like yeah. one of those suckers. Oh, Cut that thing in sections. Yeah. That's hilarious. Speaking of, there's a that's that would be a good uh, talk for some of the African animals. But we, so we have you have like the ring horn, the spiral horn, and then like the the bush buck, like that look like them in the in the um, eland. There, like they all have really unique style of horns. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's cool. They have super cool animals over there. Well, show us your show and tell now that you have. That. Oh yeah. So. Oh, we have a show and tell. I didn't know that. He just went and grabbed it. Oh. This is. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's gone on to the great hunting pasture in the sky, but, uh, this was his service rifle, which he brought home and sporterized. So if you don't know what sporterized means, basically they just pull the old ugly stalks off and like, you could tell, like, you could see like the, the sand marks mm-hmm. and the, and the file marks and like he, I mean, he made this, um, and it is a, uh, it's pretty cool. It says, uh, us Remington. 
and it's a 03 A3 and 30 out six, and it has adjustable peep sights on it. Mm-hmm. And so I want to say I don't. Can't see shit around my glasses on. I want to say there's like <laughs> the struggles of getting old. Yeah, I want to say there's either 45 or 60 minutes of angle adjustment in this thing. And so I had built a dope sheet for this, and I took it out. And if you if you're watching, it's it's unloaded, but I'm pointing it at you right now. But you there's like a itty bitty tiny peep in the back, just a little tiny hole. Yeah, and the front bead. And this thing is accurate is all get out. And after I tack shooter, oh dude, I uh, I took it out, and and I'm not that great a shot, and and there was a there <laughs> let's was be, let's be modest, I, and I'm not I'm not, and there, so we had just a regular like I don't know like a uh, it was a white paper plate, you know like the Dixie paper plates or whatever, yeah, mm-hmm. and 660 yards consistently hitting that plate, wow, like time and time again with a peep sight with a peep sight, yeah, that's crazy, and uh, so. Uh, as James and I were talking with his dad down here uh, earlier in the day, I think I'm going to bring this to, uh, to to Alberta as well and shoot a bear with it because I think uh, I think Grandpa would get a freaking kick out of it. Oh yeah, dude, that's awesome. Oh man, they'll yeah. put a hammer down too. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty freaking sweet. I love this gun. Yeah, yeah I think I think the thrill of just doing it with something like that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to do it the 475, right? Or the no, 470, the, the 470, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then do it with something like that. Do a lot six, and yeah. So how many tags do you have? You have two. Two, yeah. You have two, yeah. Unless you get a wolf, and then you yeah, you have the wolf tag too. Right? Yeah, and I think they have like you can shoot like coyotes and stuff there too, but yeah. The chances what? of getting a wolf probably are slim. They're pretty imagine. slim, but I'm bringing a trailer. Yeah. So so you're gonna have all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I mean, like it's coolers and trailers and bringing all you know all <laughs> the meat back. <laughs> We're gonna have. A bunch of meat. So I talked to the guy, and he's like, oh, yeah, a lot of guys just, like, leave their meat. And I was like, well, can I have it? And he's like, why? And I'm like, because it's delicious. Yeah. And then he's like, well, we usually just have a pile that we, like, feed the coyotes and wolves. And I'm like, how about you, like, feed the cantrells instead, you know? <laughs> there that, you go. That would be cool. So nice. I think what I'm going to do, he yeah, have freezers, and I'm just going to bone everything out, and I'll freeze it and bring it back. And then we'll maybe we'll do, like, an episode of, like, hey – what do you do with a thousand pounds of bear meat? Let me show you. Because <laughs> you're well, you, your you dad. Can, if you can butcher a nice bear shoulder, oh yeah, I'll smoke it. Smoke oh, the yeah. whole thing. So it's gonna be yeah. you, your dad, yeah, and what one or two of your buddies? Or no, Matt Russell. Matt Russell's so, going. Uh, you gotta leave. You gotta leave some bear fat on it. Like yeah. Oh yeah. A, leave a oh, cap, I'm leaving like, all the yeah. Like leave, a, yeah. At least a half inch. We're gonna be rendering some fat. I got actually James just brought me some more boot grease because I gave some to uh, a buddy of mine. Um, Leon Saint Ange is gonna go, and then we're gonna have uh, my good buddy Brent Thiel, Hunter Man Thiel on the Insta, um, and then uh, so we're gonna have so my, my me and my dad right. My dad's just as big as I am. And then Leon, who's a who's a big dude, and, and Brent's a pretty sizable guy. And then we're bringing uh, T. What up, T? What up, T? Uh, T. He's <laughs> he's flying up from Texas, and he's gonna he's our cameraman. He's gonna videotape us, and so all five of us are going. You guys are gonna look like giants. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, T. Yeah. So there's five dudes gonna be in this truck going up from Washington, driving up to Alberta. It's gonna. I can't wait. It's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Gonna be like, I wish I could go with you. Sweet road trip. I know. 
And Matt, well, Matt's flying up because he's too bougie to ride in a vehicle. He's he's gonna scoping to, it off. He's gonna have to quit my us. job, guys, and then I can just yeah. go on all the trips. Oh, so speaking of quitting jobs, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do so because we don't get paid any dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we just we just got enough to monetize, and uh, yeah, we're finally almost able to monetize, or we just did. And uh, we we make zero dollars. Oh, so we're not sponsored by Coors Light yet. So no, we don't we don't have any Coors Light. Yet. Bud Light approached us, and <laughs> yeah. well, <laughs> well, uh, I think you guys know the rest. Yeah, <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Too okay. Soon. Anyhow, anyhow. So, Jim, what are you doing to get ready for your hunt? Well, what do you what do you need to buy? What do you need? Obviously, you had to get tags. Yeah, I got. We got the tags. Um, I need to, I need to figure out what kind of camping situation we're gonna do because we're gonna be in Montana in the spring, which can be just about know. any kind of weather. Yeah. It could literally so be a blizzard prepare. overnight. Yeah. Or it could you be, gotta prepare for both. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was gonna do wall tent, but honestly, dude, I might just go buy a brand new little trailer and just take it over there because <laughs> it's so nice. Do it. Staying in a trailer versus uh wall tent when you i mean there is some nostalgia <laughs> are you getting are you getting weak on me jim dude oh dude 100 <laughs> percent. waking up in the morning and like flipping a light on and having power and like not getting the shit bit at you by mosquitoes all night uh, and then you're like you know what i'm gonna sit down on the toilet after i have my coffee <laughs> yep. and like that's it's, i'm sold right there like yeah. oh, this is nice i mean i do like doing like a wall tent camp i mean yeah. There's there's no replacement for that. I like it. I think it's more of like it just takes you back. Yeah, it does. It know? takes you back. It kind of humbles you almost. Like this is I, how this is where you came from. This is right. how you started. I like it like a camper or for like you're going to go like spike out like bringing like a little tiny, you know, right. itty bitty two-man tent and all your crap on your back and going like that. Like I like that style or I mm-hmm. want to be like it's either all or all or really, I want to go back to the trailer and <laughs> yeah. have a whiskey and watch Letter Kenny, dude. Yeah. It's pretty much, yeah, you kind of are, you know, obligated to only being able to bring what you can pack in yeah. right. in some situations. It's totally so different it's, style hunting, too. Yeah. Um, and there's a completely different mindset to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that eventually. Yeah. yeah. We but. definitely put ourselves through pain and agony. When was that? Was that last year or the year before? I can't remember. That was now. a year before last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we did the the cowboy trail, yeah, Ooh, yeah. So Doug Doug could tell you all about it how uh, <clears throat> how easy of a hike in it was. <laughs> and how it was only five miles, right? Only five miles. It's only five. It was miles. only five miles until you got to so, go off the beaten path. Those, as you, as those of you know, when your buddy says it's only five miles. <laughs> Usually that's code word for I'm lying to you because it's <laughs> twice as far and I won't knew you wouldn't come if you do this. So I think what we're if we, I lied to you, you wouldn't do it. Did we figure out it was twelve miles to where we ended yeah, up? Yeah, it was twelve and a half the way we went in. <laughs> that's so crazy. it was fifteen. And we had a it was fifteen on the way out. How much of it it was like a three thousand foot or more four thousand foot elevation game. Let's just put it this way: we climbed straight up the mountain. Yeah, straight like, up. Yeah, I didn't go. We're not way. not sideways. Not going so you up know, like you an know actual trail s- either. Deep stuff where <clears throat> you take a step and you take another step and then you lose your footing and you slide down all the t- the area. You just we were went basically up. We walking over over straight up until it was like until it was literally a cliff face. 
cliff face. Yeah. And, and we had like, to find a new and way. And then we had to find another path. Yep. And you would look down and you go, I'm not going down that. Yeah, I'm you going, go, I'm going I, up. I'm going to ride my boy I'm going to die if I go down. So yeah. I'm not doing that, boys. Yeah, at a certain level of commitment, we just had to commit to it. And that ate up so much of the day. It took us eight hours to get up there. Just from like this little spot to this spot. But it was 3,000 feet of elevation gain. And it was like that vertical. So we no. probably gained 4,000 feet altogether. Oh, yeah. Easy. By the time we got up to like the top, the highest It was point. like 65, I think, yeah. where we ended up at. And we started at like three. But it goes into what we were just talking about, like having that mindset where yeah. it takes, sometimes it takes a lot of determination because there's so many times where you're out hunting and doing something and it's so easy to go, I think I'm just going to turn around. This is pretty far or this is pretty yeah. good. Or you're giving in to your body. Yeah. You your know, body's saying, like, I don't know if this is a good idea. And you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're probably right. Then you, you go back and guess what? You don't get any of that cool experience out of that you, end you up, don't get a story of it either no you don't get a story memory. that memory that i always tell people especially my good buddies the the worst moments at the time always end up being the best memories <laughs> and the best stories and the best stories yeah. yep 100 percent. because you don't like they're all the great easy stuff that happens like if every time you went out and it was just it's like not as memorable out in there it's not as memorable if something doesn't no. suck if there's a suck in the middle of it, you're like, yeah, this sucked the whole time up until this point. This and then point. that's like the glory. Or maybe it doesn't happen at all. Maybe there's no glory. Maybe the whole thing is a suck. Never yeah. There. But you rewind back later on and you go, man, that sucked. But that was super awesome. Yeah. It's still fun. And Cowboy Trail was that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You got to persevere through it and force your body to do things it doesn't want to do and keep you that saw some terrain mindset. that you would never see if you would you have to go up there to see it mm-hmm. there was five like actual mountain peaks <clears throat> in that ridge line and Pretty then we impressive. ended up yeah we ended up going through i don't know there's like six or seven valleys and then back up on the way back yeah that's what it i'm was saying it, it was because every time we dipped down and went back up we we're going up over another mountain yeah I mean, and we weren't exactly going up over. We were kind of going around around, the side of it, but still, you know, that was up, down. That was... It was hell on the way back. (laughs) Yeah, it was just as bad on the way out as it was on the way in. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't as hot. It wasn't as hot. Yeah, we went on that really hot weekend. Plus, we started running out of food because we (laughs) we we so so many calories that we like... We're like, oh, okay. We ate like probably half our food like the first night because we were so, so Let's hungry. Let's just put it this way. We picked like a whole like gallon size bag worth of blueberries. They were gone by the end of that night. Yeah. I love mountain blueberries. Oh, oh, they were so good. Oh, they're so good. It was definitely a refreshing treat yeah. to yeah. have. For those that know, no. Yeah. Mountain blueberries. They're the, bee, they're the bee's knees. Yeah. Um, but back to... The, the, we were talking about the mindset. Yeah, the mindset. I think that really ties into. I got a buddy, uh, call him Scottsdale because he lives in Scottsdale. Very uh, successful guy, and uh, I was talking to him about mindset, and he goes, "Yeah, I'm doing this uh, this cold plunge stuff, right?" And I'm like, "And the, the guy's like, he's works out all the time, super jacked, 
very physically fit. It again, very, very successful. And I'm like, why would you like that? So, I don't know. Dude. Like, I don't like the cold one bit, you know, probably because I'm half metal. Oh, but, really? Oh, I hate the cold. Like, I used it, to do that all the time. Oh, dude, my spinal cord. I was an athlete I'm, for 20 years. I mean, when I I'm played. Metal, I'm metal from here to here, dude. When I played ball, Mm-mm. it was so an ice you, bath. Would you put like, your arm in the bath or would you your whole body go Whole body. Bath? Oh, yeah. Hard no. I'd sit in it for about 15 minutes. No. So I asked Did him, I'm like. like Oh yeah, I'm like <laughs> I was pretty hardcore when it came to the ice baths. I'm like, yeah. so like the health benefits or like, like you know, like is there something wrong with you? Are you dying? Do you have cancer? And he's like, no, I'm doing, I'm doing it because it's hard. I'm so like, let's put it this way. Speaking of that, when we did that crazy hike, we hiked up to two lakes and they're glacier lakes, mm-hmm. so they were ice cold, mm-hmm. and we were all just trashed after that hike in. And I think the second day, like after we hiked up that morning, we hiked up to the bigger lake mm-hmm. and then came back. And I mean, we just pretty much went up there and um, we were like scoping out the area. And I mean, you could see for miles mm-hmm. and it was just a huge bowl. We thought maybe something would come down to the lake. Nothing ever did. But we ended up going in that lake that afternoon and talk about recovery from soreness mm-hmm. is a huge help. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Soaking just your feet and like yeah because i mean muscles. your your feet were sore legs are sore i mean just being able to get that you know relief is kind of what i would use it for yeah it helped a lot because mm-hmm. i felt like it kind of gave us that rejuvenation too when we were up uh <clears throat> on the high country hunt this last this last august with a uh, hard sock when we went up on horseback yeah we got eaten alive by mosquitoes all day long, every mm. single day, like to the point where it was just like bites on bites. Uh, you know, it was just yeah, like, just, I hate that. Just terrible. Yeah. And the only way you could get any sort of relief from like the itching and like all this, this going swelling in the water. is I, I kept going in the water over and over yeah. again because it's glacier yeah. water, you know, it's freezing. And I would lay in that, and they're like, Hard Talk didn't want it because he was like, it's so cold. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, it was like, it was worth it, though, because I would lay in it for about 20 minutes or so. Yeah. And then all I'd get out, and all the swelling had gone down from the yeah. bites, and like it gave me some relief and stuff. So there is something to it. There definitely is. But I think it's a mindset thing, though, too. Like, you know, oh, like I said, it's, this is a guy who's like uber successful and. He's like, yeah, I just do it because it's hard. Like, that's it. I'm like, hmm. I do all kinds of stuff that's hard, though. Oh, dude. Yeah, tell me about it. You can hear my kid banging around upstairs right now. <laughs> Shush! <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think it, that's true, though. Like, the older you get, like, you, I mean, you just got to, like, nothing good ever comes from the comfort zone. You know? Right. Like, mm, no. You know? I think having that mental state is definitely important. You know, it's mind over matter. Well, it's not just it like comes down to the it. physical part of it. It's the mental part of it too. Like I know personally after three or four days of hunting your ass off and mm-hmm. not seeing anything mm-hmm. or like you get a lot of self doubt. Yeah. You, know, you start, you start going, man, maybe I just don't got it anymore. And, and it, and it mm-hmm. becomes easy to where yeah. you just, you don't want to get up and you don't want to go out. You want yeah, to rather sit back and drink sit beer. Back and, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, it's you know, keeping well, that. And sometimes, sometimes you you need that mental break. You know, it's okay. Like, you know, that one day I think we did that. We went down to the river. Yep. And you know, it was a long week. It was hot. Yeah. So we kind of needed that mental 
relief and then you just then you get right back after it you know but you definitely you don't want to sit back if you have a limited amount of time Mm -hmm. you know you really got to take the opportunities i think if you can punish yourself preseason it makes the difficulties of season a lot easier Mm-hmm. you know true like getting up early when you don't want to get up early yep working put, out first put, thing putting in the work early yeah yeah like the the mental toughness it, it goes a long way it's like it freaking it really does you know legs twice a week right now and it's freaking brutal <laughs> dude like i'm i mean yeah. I, hate, I hate it but you know it's it's gonna pay off yeah. hopefully like right now uh, most Washingtonians know that, like, since we don't have a spring season, everyone's jazzed up for tags, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's time to put in for your special draws, and which we've all been talking about. We talk about oil yeah. tags a lot, so the once in a lifetime draw. So you got your 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 sheep and your uh, goat and your moose. Yeah, and that was getting me excited oh, about all that. I I, yeah, I got yeah. a really good feeling, man. Like, Someone and I say this every year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, like. So you have the once in a lifetime tags. Not to get off topic here, real quick, but like the no, the this draw is, this goes with it. Yeah, is um, we have like quality, like quality deer, quality elk, and then we have uh, buck or bull, right? And so it's like it's you have you can choose. Like I have like twenty things I'm putting in for probably. You know, between like all the little subject, like sheep and ewe and, and like all the different mm-hmm. things, right? So I have a lot of draws. I have yeah, a sh- all the extra stuff. I have a shit ton of points, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I got to get drawn for something here eventually, right? right? You know, don't get me wrong. Like, I trash Jay Inslee a lot, and I don't think he has a lot of power <laughs> here, but I swear to God, I think like during the draw time, he's like going into WWE. He's like, hey, uh, this guy, yeah, no, we don't, we don't <laughs> like this guy. He's I did, I've always talked like with amongst buddies and stuff yeah. about like, there's got to be like a blacklist. Oh, and I'm, 100%. I'm definitely on the blacklist. You're blacklist. Oh, just like Dude, 100%. 100%. Yeah, I'm shadow banned on Instagram. I'm shadow banned through, through the fishing yeah. game, man. There's got to be like, okay, these people drew a tag and then they're like going through the list. They're like, oop, yep, I've drawn quality moose or I've drawn moose and probably quality elk three times. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, no, 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 no. He can't have that tag. Give that to somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, at least that's the way I figure it goes in my head. It's got to be, the... dude. It's got to be. And and to be fair, how do you get off the blacklist? Like James, <laughs> James and I. So when you in Washington State, when you shoot a bobcat, right, you got to go get that sealed, right. So you got to make an appointment, go in, and we go up to Anacortes, and there's a couple people that are just like literally some of the most solid human beings that work for fishing game. And I know I give them a lot of shit, and these guys are super great, and gals are super great. Uh, but then you have like the bad apples, like, you know, like the oh, Lords yeah. and the rest of these people, like on our fishing game committee that are the, ruining the Karens. Yeah. And they're just, you know, they just, <laughs> it's like a, I got it. Two or three names I could throw out there right now. I'm not going to do it. Although I should, they were, they just, just call, it. just call them Karen, Jim. Yeah. They just, they were ru- Karen. Yeah. You know ru- who you are. Yeah, the guy with the Krillian bear dog. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, maybe, we'll see well uh, if, if none of us get drawn this year uh you're getting called out oh yeah you're gonna get oh some. yeah we're gonna do a hot episode after the draws come out if i don't get a take uh, all three of those names are coming out <laughs> and i know you're the reason why i'm on the blacklist <laughs> oh what do the kids call it the shade we're gonna throw some shade yeah, yeah. some shade just, you yeah. know and it's not and like you said like there's not everyone in the game department that's bad right no there's, no there's absolutely not. not no but as everyone that's listening can relate there is those stories or experiences that just 
they rub you the wrong way. They just stick in your craw. Yeah. And it comes from some of these people that are in position and working for the department that are just completely negligent, unreasonable human beings. And those are the guys that ruin it for everybody. Or gals. Or so, gals. Yes, there like is quite some gals too. Quite a few people too. in this country right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's all kinds. Of anyhow, all before we, before we get <laughs> here, rant time. Before we get off on a crazy, I'm ass grabbing rant. a gear right now, Dougie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rain it in there. We gotta pump the brakes a little bit here, Chris. Yeah. So now that we've talked a little bit about the springtime and getting ready for that, so what? do we need to mentally and physically get ready for for the fall because that's when we <sighs> grab another oh. gear and that's when all hell breaks loose and yeah. it's a free well, for once all. once uh august comes around like it's gloves game are on. off and we're off to the races until damn near december yeah so like it's game on every single day mm-hmm. it really yeah. depends on the draws too because i usually go out of state i get drawn from montana this year so i usually take the whole month of november off and so I don't know what I'm going to do, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I would think I would get drawn for something just because I have 20-something points, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, you'll get drawn. But, I mean, I know a lot of people with 25 points. Like, yeah, I, I put in every year I don't get drawn. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. I know a lot of those people, and then eventually I hear about them getting drawn, though. But, yeah, there's a lot of dudes out there. I would t- really like points. to venture more out of state because that's pretty much what I've done my whole life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's pretty fun, Doug. Should, I'm I'm really excited. Well, what about I'm really Alberta. looking forward to is going out to Indiana and meeting some of my ladies' uh, folks yeah. on the on the download. Have, have Shut some up. Uh, <laughs> have some farms out there. Yeah, Shut up, Indiana's Doug. got some <laughs> massive whitetails. Yeah, yeah. Let's just put it this way: they got the um, Boone and Crockett record for whitetail. Whitetail. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dude, I know Washington whitetail look like nothing compared to some of those oh, yeah. eastern states. Yeah, 200 plus. Well, mm-hmm. we might be doing, depending on how the hunt goes. Like, I've never met this guy that I'm going with uh, for bear here in a couple of weeks. But he seems like a super cool guy. I'm really excited. Uh, I absolutely despise Justin Trudeau. I think he's an absolute <laughs> piece of garbage. So <laughs> Back to Trudeau again. He's he's hurt. Yeah, good old Trudeau. He's hurt so many. Trudeau. Like... Uh, hunting related people mm-hmm. in industries and businesses. I mean, across the board, like the guy's just a. Oh man. He's the worst. He's the worst. Yeah. He is a terrible human being. Um, so, you know, going up there and spending some money, if these guys are, if these guys are, you know, like seem like good guys and, and, the, and the hunt goes well, uh, they have other hunts as well. So I might go up in the fall. Yeah. I don't know. You probably want to find out about the draws first. Yeah. And make sure you get don't ready to freeze, like get ready to freeze your ass you, off. Yeah. 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 Dude, you up might there. want to invest in a body heater suit. I have. You for can some, borrow for my s- heated socks. I have. <laughs> for some cold sits if you're planning on going oh, yeah. up for some white whitetail. We, we were actually, James was looking at uh, some, some heated stuff. I'm not going to mention the company, but I do have. Um, I have a fantastic wife, as most people know, and she bought me a Kuyu burner jacket, and it is literally the bee's knees. It will kick the shit out of any uh, anybody. Like uh, as our as our good friend um, Mr. Grenda always points out on the Shitka, like <laughs> does not hold a candle to it. No, not even a smidgen. Like that burner jacket is the pinnacle i mean it is so nice and it is so and it's and it's super warm without like making you like sweat to death i don't know mm-hmm. how they do it but like it's 
Yeah. You. I got to. When was I wearing that? Why was I wearing one of your jackets? I don't know. Because we do weird things sometimes. <laughs> Apparently. But, yeah. I remember wearing it and I was like, I like this we jacket. We had a couple Bud Lights. I think and, I just yeah. like, oh, maybe we were doing. Oh, boy. <laughs> Getting a whole nother level here, Hold guys. Hold on, folks. Yeah. Pump the brakes. No, it's 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 like putting a sleeping bag on. Yes. It's literally like, it, think of like a super, super nice sleeping bag. Yeah. It's like putting a sleeping bag on. Yeah. Who, who and, makes a sleeping bag that has like that you can put on and put your arms through? Wasn't it like stone, was it Stone Glacier maybe or I I remember seeing it. It was like a, for glassing, you can like get in this sleeping bag and put your arms through and like I was Doug, like, "Oh, that's a Doug great." Idea. <laughs> no, I saw it. It was on the oh internet. Boy. I swear. Uh, it was true if it was on the internet. Yeah. Anyways, that's beyond the well, fact. I can't even remember you what might brand be it was. Thinking of a body heater suit, which is an actual company that makes like oh, like the old Jim Shockey wears. Yeah, it's an insulated suit basically that you can put your arms in and everything. And what up, Jim? Jim, Shockey. go down to some pretty cold temperatures. Yeah, and no. especially if you want to sit out for a long time, definitely having the right gear and. That brings up another thing that we wanted to talk about is, you know, in your season prep, you know, you have to, the seasons that you're going to hunt, you have to have all of the gear to go along with that season, you know, so yeah, sometimes, be miserable. yeah, sometimes you need to have stuff for hot weather because, you know, season here starts in August. So we're out getting after bears right after the gate and it's, you know, a hundred degrees yeah, 100 plus. It's hot. Yeah, it's hot everywhere. And then you get later into the fall, and then you do the late hunts in November, and there's snow yeah. on the ground, and it's oh, 10 geez, degrees outside. Pulled, stand by. He's pulled it up. He's proven his point. It's it's Shitka. Oh, it's Shitka. We <laughs> <laughs> I think Adam Granda had that on, if I remember correctly. Look at that. Yeah. Adam, were you wearing the Shitka sleeping bag? <laughs> it looks like a hoodie, but it's just a sleeping bag. Yeah. I mean... It, the, the theory is great. Just look it up. Look up body heater suits, Jim. I'm looking it up. Look at this one. <laughs> it's like a, a sleeping bag suit. It looks like it the says. you look like the Michelin man. That's what you need. You That's know, what you need. You know. Yeah. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna talk about gear real quick. Uh, we had we had a guy uh, Jesse Jesse M asked for like some tips. He's a he's a he's a fella that's a little closer to my age. If if uh, people at home are see my facial hair it's genetic but it's i think it's past what are you trying to say i think it's old it has nothing to do with the amount of stress that we're under on a daily it's not even gray it's just white it's just white you know i look like a so um but you know he's 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 wanting to get into hunting and he's like hey you know some 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 tips like some pro tips would be would be sweet and uh, so I was gonna, I was just gonna give. I was thinking like maybe we should throw out like a tip, you know, to some of the people that maybe are listening. I I think a lot of people that are listening are probably very accomplished hunters, but I think that some of them are like, oh, you know, like maybe you throw out just a, like a like a snippet, like a like a little something something that you learned somewhere. Mm, and yeah. I remember, I got a pro, I got a real good pro tip just because we have a giant Elon behind us. Pro tip right here, guys. Yeah, we were. I was <laughs> pro tip alert. I was in I was in South Africa. Um, in between Johannesburg and, and Cape Town, and we're I'm in the middle of East Jesus, and there's there's very little like um, there's no timber really. Like the acacia trees are very short; they're like ten foot tall if you want to call them trees. Mm-hmm. They're just thorny bushes basically. Uh, but we were sneaking on these. Uh, 
I don't even think it was Elon. I think it was something else. Anyways, long story short, I'm going through, and I remember the guide. So the PH there, they're professional hunters. They like literally have to go to college to do this. And he's like, and he looks at me like super upset, you know? And he's like, you know, like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I hunt all the time. And, you know, and he's like, in my, in like my fat leg was like hanging out in the sun outside of the shadow. And he's like, stay in the shadow, idiot. Like, they're going to see you, you know? But we were like hundreds of yards away. He's right. like, they will still see you hundreds of yards away if you stand out in the sunshine like keep to the shadows right yeah so it's like the stay in the stay out of the sun Mm -hmm. stay in the shadows stay in the brush line stay in the tree line whatever and uh, that stuck with me a lot and that's a that's a little tiny pro tip anytime you're in the open for sure yeah your chances of getting busted are way more good tip never silhouette yourself Mm -hmm. always have some sort of backdrop behind you Yep. Is what I see. Good well, luck. Think about good it. luck, Jim. How because often are I've you literally in? because I've literally been standing in front of a tree, right, mm-hmm. and not putting any arms out to the side. You know, literally standing there to mm-hmm. in front of the tree with everything blocking behind me. I'm standing there with hunter orange on, probably blue jeans, and I had deer literally walk ten feet by me. I had no idea I was even there. You know, yeah. if you don't silhouette tip. yourself, yep. And you have a good backdrop behind you, regardless of the fact if you're in the open or not. I feel like if you're still enough, an animal will not see you. Th- throw us out one there, Jimbo. I know. A pro tip. Pro tip. I put <clears throat> you on the spot. We okay. didn't. We didn't plan this out, by the way. And I was just thinking because because Jesse had mentioned this to me, and I think he's a super solid okay. guy. So this is well, this it, is a pro it's, tip. It's it's a good thing, you know. It makes you think about stuff that. You know, we've learned over the years of mm-hmm. hunting for yeah, so a lot long. of times of messing up. It's like you never think about it because yeah. it's second nature to us. Right. Pro tip number one. I'm going to give two. One really quick one. And then mm. pro <laughs> tip number one. Pro tip <laughs> number, number two. one. Slow, slow down. As guy. you're walking out of camp in the morning, always, and I repeat, always throw a roll, roll of toilet paper in your backpack. Oh, <laughs> never pro- leave camp without toilet paper. Oh, Even is. if you think it's a 30 minute hike, you don't need it. <laughs> you're still always always take toilet always paper take it with you, you okay oh, that is that's a, even one. if you're gonna just go take a look that always have some really, tv on yeah. that's a good tip you can save a lot of t-shirts and we've talked about this before <laughs> it yeah. socks socks or whatever you sure you want to give two you want to save one you can give two <laughs> i'm gonna give i'm gonna give one more okay, okay i think right. here's another one when you get out of the truck and you're going out to your hunting spot make sure your gun's loaded oh Yes, that's a good pro tip. Or make sure you have bullets in your gun because also, I've heard many stories of people forgetting <laughs> to put bullets in their yeah. gun. Well, you get going and getting your stuff ready and then you like and you, you totally forget like yeah. to put oh, a and bullet. Then you start going and you got your gun ready. Or you, yeah. or you put the bullets I've in your gun and that. you don't put a bullet in the chamber and then yep. the, that moment happens and you pull up and you go click and you're like, oh shit. And then it's like, oh. I'm sure that's happened a lot in new guys. Yeah, yeah. It's, Never happened. It's to me very before. important. <laughs> Be safe, though. Keep, you know, safety always. on. Keep your safety, safety on. Safety on always. Yeah. Always yeah. keep the muzzle pointed in the right direction. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yes. I would say another pro tip when you're talking, since you're talking about trucks, would be uh, never, if you're hunting, especially if you're road hunting or even like glassing or just like checking on a new area, never slam the door. Mm. 
always yes. I get after people constantly because you're I getting was, down and you're like, okay, I was a bad quiet. culprit of that. Oh, <laughs> Doug, <laughs> Doug, Jim, I got after Jim you was all giving the time. me shit after the first time. He's like, damn it, Doug. It's like, oh yeah, you're right. I never really thought about it, but yeah, because you never know where something's gonna be. No, because you're always so used to just closing your door, even mm-hmm. if you close your door normally. Yes, you got it. <laughs> and it's hard because you're not you're always used to just closing it normal yeah you just close the door yeah it, it will literally like because they're if they're close to the road it doesn't matter what you're hunting elk deer bear whatever mm-hmm. they're used to hearing cars no yes. matter what no matter but where they, they are, know the yeah. sound of a door shutting yes and that's mm-hmm. danger mm-hmm. cars like oh they're used to it right yeah but as soon as you slam that door and it could be, you know, 600 yards away, and that noise carries. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they go, oh, something's off. Yeah. Or Puts them you, on alert. Or if you see something, leave. don't turn your truck off. Yeah, sometimes. Or if oh. you see something, like if you're, say, you're road hunting, yeah. and you're, like, you know, going down a logging yeah, road, because and you see not, a, you know, a big pe- buck, and it's standing there, and it's alert, and it's looking, especially if it's a whitetail. A mule deer might just stand there all dumb, like, Durr. Yeah, but a white tail in the world. You know, yeah. Why tell you again? If you're not ready, you don't have your gun out. You don't have anything ready. You're not ready to jump out. You're not ready to shoot. Don't even stop. Just go past it. Mm -hmm. Go down the road. Get your gun. At least get some of your stuff ready. The rollout. Yep. Then park. Get out and shoot. Like when you're ready and really ready to shoot. Like because that's a that's something a lot of guys do. Oh, there's a big buck, and then they start fumbling around, pulling their gun out. Trying to find bullets or wherever and jump lock out of their truck. Em, By the time they up. jump out, yeah. the buck's already gone. Well, I think that's but, a, I think that's a, I think that's a solid one. How are we doing on time there? I don't know how long we've been going for. Is that a good good one to wrap it up on? Sure. I mean, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. So and that I, I feel like that's good. We should end with some pro tips. Should we do a giveaway? A hundred and ten percent. Because we didn't do one on the last one. Yeah. But what are we giving away? I don't know. What should we give away? So. Uh, do tell Chris what are we giving away first of all number one whoever's listening to this thanks yeah. Pre- appreciate you guys very much um, we have uh, we have limited time to do things like this and these guys drive up here and sit in my in my downstairs and do this nonsense and we and we run our mouths and we appreciate you guys listening uh, and while we're at it Doug says thank you to our sponsors uh, Loophold, I'm a big fan, as you know, uh, if you've ever been in my gun shop. <laughs> Black Raffle Coffee, there's some super solid people. Um, and also, like, Montana Knife Company. So, all of these companies, we, all of us, believe in very, very much. And we put our money into these companies as well. Like, we will buy their knives and we'll buy their coffee. I own a ton of Black Rifle coffee stock that I've lost my ass on, but I don't care. <laughs> like, I, I feel like it's a good investment because I supported the company. Like, I love right. those guys. Um, and and Loophole, like, I spend tons and tons and tons and tons of money on Loophole scopes. So, uh, I think that everyone should go out and support uh who you like but if you have a chance we'd appreciate if you could support those companies mm-hmm. yeah 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 and while you're at it buy a bear country outdoors t-shirt yeah and buy you know get it get on the get on the yeah, internet and get on the old internet go to the store, to buy, store. buy something you find know, on the website too. Run, run the i can't tell you how excited i get when i'm out in random places in public and i see one of our shirts on someone it's or something. pretty cool i'm like yes <laughs> it's pretty cool accomplishment 
And part of me is like, should I go up and say something? And part of me is like, no, I don't want to make it weird. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if you see me out in public, just come approach me and be like, I'm wearing a shirt. Yeah. I think we should do. Uh, I think we should maybe some maybe some. Sh- you want to do a swag package or what do you want to do? Sure, let's do a swag. swag. Yeah, should we do kind a predator swag. management is conservation T-shirt? Oh, yeah. I like that because I'm a big Blood Origins fan too. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because we are Shout also big supporters Origins. of Blood Origins. Robbie over there is doing a great job. Yeah, solid guy, super solid guy. If you don't know what Blood Origins is, they Check run an organization out. that's it's a nonprofit, and their whole mission is to normalize and help educate people on the truth the truth about hunting which yeah. is and, convers- and conservation yeah like trying to bring people from the non-hunting community <clears throat> into a middle ground basically yeah. is what they're trying to do yeah where's your where's your food come from mm-hmm. exactly you know sometimes that's the only the choice truth. yeah yep. so so let's give away uh a t-shirt t-shirt and i think we should do like uh we could bag a coffee. Yeah, we could do some black coffee. Coffee. We could buy some. I bought some. Oh, uh, we'll do an instant coffee. One of the like backpacking instant Ooh, coffee. Ooh, those are packs. good ones. Let's do that. Those are super good. Okay, so a whole box of that and a t-shirt. Yep. So if you're All listening. Right. So if you're listening and watching, like, subscribe, like, subscribe, and comment. make a comment on this ma- episode that makes us laugh. We need some good, funny comments. Yeah, tell me something yeah. funny. Or it could be something super flattering, too. Or if yeah. you have a serious question or something that or you'd question, like to yeah. ask us that we can uh, answer on the next podcast, that would be great, too. Yeah. You know, because we like having that type of feedback to or have something to talk your about. your guess on how fast Doug can throw a baseball. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. And someone's ringing my doorbell. Sorry about that. Oh, boy. Background. I hear the dog. The <laughs> yeah. dog's going crazy. Okay, well, that's a good yeah. time to wrap it up. <laughs> All right, well. With that note, I'd like to stay humble and hunt hard. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.